We looked at this thought before, but, you know, God has given us a time together. God knows your tomorrow. God knows your next week. God knows your next year. And seeing what's coming for you, God knows that you need certain things to be able to meet what's ahead. This weekend was part of that. You made a significant investment in money and in time. We asked for a lot. We will end at 2.30. Many of you have children down the mountain. You are going to be so frustrated with us when you get down there to that mess. Why we kept you here till 2.30. But we wanted as much of you as we could get. Because we wanted it to be as immersive, as expansive as possible. We asked for a lot. And we trust that God spoke to you in all that. And I just, I, uh, um, the title of our conference was As for Me and My House, looking ahead into the future. It's going to require clearer faith. It's going to require a clearer church. Our hope is that you are a key, critical part of that clearer church. And I just wanted to share a couple things with you from my own life. Um, yeah, I want to share with you the biggest mistake I think I've made in my life. Uh, maybe I would have three points, and I just have to roll through them really quick because at 2.25, the band's going to be up here, and we're going to sing our song. That gives me six minutes. So the first is about that voice. God leads us. Have you not experienced that, a sense that God wants me to do this? God is calling me over here. I need to pay attention to this. God leads us. Be aware of that in your life. Don't follow people. Don't follow other things. Don't get the latest book. I mean, that can all be part of how God speaks to you. But understand, you are being led by God. And, and it will be the reality of that sensitivity to the leading of God that will give you your peace and strength. Now, now, crazy ideas should always be checked with other people, and there's a place for counsel and all that, but understand this, God leads you. In the knowledge of that reality, point two, understand that we need one another. The ecclesia, the church, the gathering of God's people there is a community here, a culture here. God created us to be community people. That's why the world is so corrosive. Because we were created to be impacted by the world around us. So the church is supposed to be a, a, a community that we create for one another. Where sanity can exist. Where you know people are seeking that same thing that the voice is calling you to. We must create that culture. And guard it from the world. You know, when you read the Old Testament, God has two very strong perspectives toward outsiders, those outside of Israel. On the one hand, it's astonishing how many verses are in the Old Testament about how you give justice to the alien. You treat the alien with compassion. You treat the alien exactly like you treat one another. There's this incredible communication that the alien is to be treated equally with you as a human being. And then there's this other incredible communication. Do not let them impact your life. Kill them before you let them 
pull you away from me. Don't let their cultures draw your hearts from me. That's the Old Testament, but it's the same heart. Love this world as God does, but do not let their ways catch your heart. That's why the culture of the church is so important. We need one another. That leads me to my greatest mistake in life. If I were to look back, you know, when I get to the end of my life, I'm pretty sure it's still going to be true. My biggest mistake is that I did not, I was not faithful enough in relationship. I did not love enough. I did not love proactively as I should. I did not love perseveringly as I should. I gave up too soon. I gave up too easily. I gave up too selfishly in relationship. I lost precious things. Because in that humanness of who I am in the fall, I, I, I get judgmental and I get critical or I, I'm not willing to be open or I'm blind about my own brokenness. I think it will be true for you. When you enter the gates of heaven, you'll look back and go, I did not love enough. I wish I would have loved more. Brothers and sisters, our great battle, I believe, is to to love one another, to persevere with one another. Do not give up on one another. Keep going. By the grace of God, may I persevere in love in the relationships that God's given me. And may you, you will never regret it. You'll never get to heaven and go, I love too much. That one will not happen. That one will not happen. And then finally, a huge life lesson for me. So one is, John, be really careful. You will let go of relationship way before you should. And I feel like, in many ways, this movement taught me to persevere in relationship. The Holy Spirit has touched this movement with a gift in relationship. We all know that because you can't get out of church after church on Sunday. You're there forever talking to one another, and it's real. God's given that to us. But in our fallenness, we are not all that we will wish we were, even in that. And then, my other life lesson is don't quit. I just, you know, we're all touched by what Tim shares and what Roger shared. Some of you are really deeply touched because you feel like you're there. In my own life, there's different points in time where I've had this vision of I'm hanging from a bar. And if you've ever, you know, you hang from a bar, and after a while you go, <laughs> I can't hang on any longer. I have to let go. And there's times where in life, it's just like the Christian life can, can put you in places and challenges where you go, I just, all I want to do is let go. Just let go. We'll all have those moments. But you know what else is true for probably almost all of us? We have watched people let go. And when they let go, it's like they fall so far. 
you realize they'll probably never get that bar in the same way again. And as I've watched life's problems just overwhelm people to the point where they just, they just and, you, and you feel every moment of compassion for them. Yes, how could you make it? How could you possibly make it? And they let go. And boom, their, their, their faith is gone. And the reality of God is gone for them. And, and of course, theologically, they can always, everything can be great. But the reality is there is a truth that when we let go, something changes. And I have heard God say to me, and I've said to myself many times, John, do not let go. And in your life, and you know what? And then, and then that time passes, and I go, wow, I, I, why would everyone let go of this? I'm having more fun than I've ever had in my life. This is so awesome. I love serving God. That's been the Christian life for me about 80% of the time. But there's the 20. And for some of you, those are reversed, and that who knows how can explain the ways of God. But what I say in my own heart, Tim and Roger, and, and I know people very close to me, very close to me. I have no explanation for the circumstances of their life. But in my mind, I tell myself, I know this. In that moment, I will know God was good. In that moment, I will have that moment. Maybe... What if Job had died and all his whole life he never had a good moment at the end, but then he would have this moment? The heart of God is measured by the beginning. The heart of God is measured by the end. I will not measure the heart of God by my current circumstances. The heart of God is measured by the beginning. It's measured by the end. I will not measure it now. I won't measure by mine. I won't measure by Rogers. I won't measure by Tim's. I won't measure by many of my friends. I will not measure it that way. That is not the heart of God. The heart of God will not fail me. We have to help one another with that. The heart of God will not fail you. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. The heart of God will not fail you. He will prove faithful. He will prove faithful. Don't quit. Don't quit loving and don't quit God.